0: week, I spoke briefly about believing, just believing, and I told you about the different things that you needed to believe in, and the different people that you needed to also believe in. I gave you some reasons why God himself believes in you. I said, for example, the Bible says that God created man in his own image after his likeness. When you fast forward to Matthew, the Bible says as Jesus Christ was going, it says, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. He said therefore go. He gave us that authority. And so we understand that believing in God is good. Believing in Jesus is good. But there is one part that I have noticed that over the years, that Christians have sort of failed in their responsibilities as a result of misunderstanding scripture. The Bible says, believe in the Lord thy God. Uh, let me remember now. Trust in the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your might. And lean not unto your own understanding. It is true. The same Bible says that thou shalt not forget the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives you what? Power. power. Now, when God gives you power, does God expect you to do something or not? He does. So meaning that by the time God gives you strength, his work is finished. It's now left for you to use the strength to get what you need. Are we together? Because it's not unusual that you will see people saying that, oh, I'm waiting. In fact, I remember the story of somebody. There was a flood. And as the flood was raging, God sent a man with a small boat And he says, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to rescue me. And after that, God sent somebody else that came on the raft. And he said, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to rescue me. After that, God sent a helicopter to him. And they lowered something, I don't know what they call it. They lowered a ladder or a hook or whatever for him to grab onto it so that they could rescue him. And he said, no, 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 why are you wasting your time? I'm waiting for God to rescue me. And of course, before you knew what was happening, the flood got a little bit worse. And then he began to shout that God helped me. By that time, God has sent help unto him how many times? Three, times? Three times. And so sometimes the challenge we have is that God has done his part. We need to do our part. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And I will introduce the topic this morning. Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to read from verse 10. It says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked the opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to a need, for I have learned in whatsoever state that I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be what? Hungry. Hungry. Both to abound and both to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do. Now, who is going to be the one doing it? I. But who is the one strengthening you? Christ. Christ if you read that passage again, you will notice that the repetitive term and the most common term in that passage is the word I. He's talking about himself. In fact, permit me to say that what Apostle Paul is telling us here is one of the greatest testimonies anybody can give. That look, I have learned in life that things can be good. I have also learned that things can be not so good. He said, but then I have also learned one thing that I can do. How many things? All, All things. things. I remember long ago, even in our church here, there's a song. The song says, when trouble comes my way, I will do what? Uh-huh. So the choir changed it. And they said, when success comes my way, I will do what? So I said, why are you people scared of trouble? After all, the Bible says that God will deliver you in times of... So how can God deliver you if you are not in trouble? We like only the good part. Is it not? Uh You know, sometimes you have to just look behind you and see what God has done in life I have seen some of the best things anybody can see oh brethren I have seen some of the worst I'll just give you one example you know when we live in a place we think everybody is like us but it's not long ago maybe God wanted to open my eyes then I was new so they called me to a house about maybe one hour from here. And they said, Doctor, there seems to have been a problem in that house. We want you to go and see that somebody died in the house. Go and certify them dead. That's the work I do. And so I got into the house, and I couldn't but help notice that there was no window in the house. And this was February. And then I went into the room and I noticed that the only way they slept was by using about seven blankets. That was the only thing that kept them warm. And I I couldn't ask, because I was too shocked, to say in the midst of plenty, there are people that have absolutely nothing. Now, if you had told me before I came here that such was possible, I would have said no. Nobody shows you that on TV, do they? Good. But brethren, after that, I have seen numerous ones. And so when you say, I have learned to abound, let me tell you the truth. That's the only thing some of us know. Some of you have never known how to abase. And so when you say I can do all things Be careful Because God will make sure that that testimony Comes to pass What I'm saying this morning Is that apart from believing In God, apart from believing in all, uh, Everything else You need to believe in yourself In who? In who? Okay, I know when I say that now People that are very Religious will say no, you can't believe in yourself But everything that I have seen in scripture has told me that whenever God does something, God is now depending on you to carry it out. Are we together? Jesus Christ said, I send you out two by two. He said, Go. Is it depending on them or not? It's depending on them. When Jesus Christ said, Oh, behold! I go to the Father and then I send you what? The Holy Ghost. Is it depending on me or you or not? Yes. Brethren, if the Holy Spirit was going to do the work, then me and you will have had no business in the work of salvation. But the Holy Spirit is not going to do the work. I'll give you seven good, very, very quick reasons why you should believe in yourself. Number one. Number one. You believe in yourself because God himself believes in you. Yeah, that's the first reason. God himself believes in you. So you believe in yourself. How do you know that? There are many examples I can cite from scripture. But I want to read... Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39. The Bible says, after talking about all those great men, the Bible talks about Enoch, Abraham. It talked about time will fail me to talk about Samson, about Gideon, right? All those great men. Then the Bible says in verse 39, it says, and all these people haven't obtained a good testimony through faith. They did not receive the promise. Let's read verse 40 together. God having provided what? Something better. For who? Us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. after all they did God says, no, 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 you are going to have to wait for these other ones that I myself believe in to do what they have to do, it is only after that that you will be perfected does God believe in you or not? he does, number two, because of time Number two. Before I mention number two, I've always wondered when we talk about taking risks in life, one of the greatest risks anybody can take is to lay down his life believing that your life will be better after that. Because after it's done, what can you do? Not much. Is it not? I can imagine a father saying that "Oh, I've I've told my son everything and my son is not not changing so maybe if I die maybe my son will change. Will your death be in vain if your son does not change? It will be. The number two reasons why (laughs) you need to believe in yourself is that Jesus believed in you. He loves you. He died for you. And he lives within you. The Bible says, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Behold, I do what? I stand at the door and knock. It says, If any man hears my voice and opens the door, He said, I will come in to, where? to him and sup with him and be with him. Brethren, either you believe it or not, I am telling you a fact. Jesus believed in you to the extent that he died for you. The Bible says even when we are yet unbelievers because God saw something in his creation and God saw something in everyone that there is still potential that lies within and he said, I will allow my son to die. I know that because I know the life of a man called Paul. When God saw Saul, God said, yes, my son can die for him too. More than God knows what percentage of the New Testament we will not have now. If not because of that one sacrifice. Did Christ believe in Paul or not? He did. Does God believe in you or not? He does. Does Christ believe in you or not? He does. John chapter 6 verse 56. It says, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, I dwell; it dwelleth in me and I in him. It says you chose me he said you he said I chose you I forget I forget that part he said you have not chosen me but I have what chosen you John chapter 14 he said at that day you shall know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you John 17:23. I in them and you in me that they may be perfectly united Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 it talks about Christ in you the hope of glory. Number three, of course, the way I'm going now, you know exactly what number three will be. Number three is a is a continuation of one and two. That when God believes in you and He sent His Son to die for you, then He going He has to find a way to maintain, and so He gave you His Holy Spirit. Brethren, there is none of you that will give your most it's not even a prized possession now. There is none of you that will give your best on two different occasions to somebody you don't believe in. It's not possible. If you give your best to somebody by mistake once, the second time, I'm sure you would not do that. But God decided that ahead of time, I am going to make this investment are you not glad that God made the investment ahead are you not glad that the Holy Spirit is not given based on who you are it is based on who is inside you and so God the Father believes in you God the Son believes in you God the Holy Spirit believed in you number four when I was reading this one I, I, I thought of it and I realized that it is true When you get on the surface of the earth, either you like it or not, the first people that believe in you are your parents. Oh, they might have said a lot of words. Part of their words is because they did not think that you are measuring up to the standard that they believed you could measure up to. Brethren, your parents believed in you. How do I know that? (laughs) Number one, they they didn't abandon you. If they had given up on you, wouldn't they abandon you? In fact, before it gets to the stage of abandonment, they could have aborted you. But no, they believe that this child that I'm carrying, and thank God for the average, at least I know that very well, thank God for the average African woman. The average African woman, before the child is born, they are praying for that child. It doesn't matter their religion. They are praying so that the first thing that the child is hearing is prayer. So I'm telling you the truth. The first thing the child is hearing every day is prayer. The child is hearing to himself while in the womb that this child will be great. They don't even know what the child looks like. They don't know if the child has arms or legs or eyes, but they are saying that the child will be great. Are we together? Brethren, your parents believed in you to spend their money on you. Be grateful for it. Your parents believed in you to allow you and thank God for children. The Bible says that foolishness is in the heart of children. You know now, I believe so much in, what do you call it now? in that what you sow, you reap. Sometimes when something spoils in my house in the hands of my children, I suddenly not remember in those days when something spoils in my hand. And sometimes it didn't spoil in my hand, I spoilt it. Let's call it speed spade a spade. I remember in those days my dad used to work with electronics and he would bring some fans home. Some of you know those kind of fans, table fan you dare not tell your father you are bored so when they have gone to work I will take out a screwdriver and I will open the fan and I will bring every piece and I will put it down and I will be happy that I have seen what is inside this thing hmm. but then it is easy to destroy the minute I start putting it back You finish and find out that there are two screws left. And thank God I'm not a manufacturer. I didn't manufacture two screws. So where did those two screws come from? It means that I have made a mistake in what? In putting it back. Sometimes you will struggle with it and struggle, and at the end of the day, you will give up. Then my father will say one day, I'll go and bring that fan that I kept in the store. I say, if it is still working, sir, he said why, why won't it work I said I don't know when you plug the fan? the, plan, the fan is not answering the man said what happened to it I said ah but you are the one that put it in the store how am I supposed to know but then I'm sure the, the man knew are you getting it but he still believed that something good could come from my life are we together oh I tell you another story in those days, and I don't know if anybody did the same here. When they are telling you to do something, as they are telling you, you are not listening fully because your friends are playing soccer outside. Did you happen to anybody? Yes. <laughs> so one day, my father said, my dad likes to drink tea. Even when temperature is 40, he drinks tea. <laughs> so he says, I want to drink tea. <laughs> so I said, no problem. So I put on an electric kettle. As I put it on, I put the curtain like this. And my boys were playing soccer outside. So I went. Brethren, kettles in those days, they don't make noise when the water is hot. In fact, they are very quiet. So the whole house was quiet. After about 45 minutes, the man suddenly remembered that he wanted to drink tea. So he came out of the balcony. God, God, have mercy. Uh, he came out of the balcony and he shouted, Where is my tea? Brethren, you know, there's a way your father shouts your name. Before you go to him, you are crying. <laughs> I began to cry. And the other boy said, Why? I said, You can't understand. <laughs> By the time I got home, the kettle had burnt, the electric socket had burnt. The man looked at me. I won't repeat what he said. Thank God for the mercies of God. Because if half of the things he said should come to pass, I'll be worse than a hero of wood. Brother, but what I'm telling you is that he still did not throw me out of the house. So he did what? He believed in me. For 16 years, 18 years, 20 years, 25 years, your parents believed in you and invested in you. Do you invest in something you don't believe in? If I tell you that there's a stock and you say, I don't believe in that stock, are you going to put your money there? In case you don't know, you are a stock and your father saw that this stock can yield dividend and so he pumped money into you some of your parents even sent you to private schools you think it's easy to pay for private school no it's because he did what he believed in you as God the father who is the father of all also believed in his son and believes in you brethren brethren I have seen people that don't believe in their children. Sometimes they give them up for adoption. Sometimes they give them up for other things. As far as you grew up in your house with your father and mother, remove whatever else happened in that house, they believed in you somehow. Number five. Number five. Why, Why is another reason why you should believe in yourself? The reason I'm telling you all these things is because the minute you don't believe in yourself, you are saying that all this group of people that have believed in you, they were wrong to believe in you. You are saying that all the investment they made, that they were wrong to have made investments. In the second service, I will talk to you about the things that you do when you believe in yourself. Number five, your teachers and leaders believed in you. Timothy chapter 5. The Bible says "And we urge you brethren to recognize those who labor among you and over you. They admonish you and to esteem very highly for the love of their work's sake. You know, I always ask myself. I had teachers and I had teachers. Just like most of you. I had a particular teacher The only thing, the only reason the man liked me was because I was rascally. That was the only reason. And I remember one day, because that man, his hand is that wide, very big. And I said, your hands are very big. You can imagine my hands were not this big then. I said, your hands are very big. I said, but yet, When you get annoyed, you don't beat us. Uh, He looked at me. He said, there are some things you won't understand at your stage. And I said, try me. (laughs) I think that time I was in grade 10. And he began to tell me about how he fought in the war. And he told me that in the war, when you see a cockroach, you're happy because suddenly food has come. He said, as hard as it is in the war, when your comrade dies, as you are mourning, you are happy because food has come. He said, these hands have carried dead bodies for kilometers. i never asked him questions again. Because after that day, for God knows how long, I wasn't myself. I was only 15. And somebody to tell me that you are eating cockroach? I kill cockroaches every day. But that man said something. He said, somebody like you, he said, if only somebody can tame you, he said, you can be the best. That man, because he used to be, used to be our uh, dormitory teacher. If you are in, I don't know where now, if you are in 100 meters down the road, and they said, Mr. Soso is coming, don't bother to run. It's the only teacher that I've seen that will take his car inside the water to catch a student. <laughs> inside the water. And so I remember, I think I told you the stories. I remember we used to, one day he came to exam. He was invigilating. And as he was invigilating, he saw students. You know, when you are, you know students are very wise. When they want to cheat on one side, they will cause a distraction on the other side. Because they are working together. So they cause distraction on the other side. They forgot that this man has been to war. He has slept with his eyes open. As he went to that side, he just did like that. He said, you stand up. And they thought, why you, how can you see from here? Uh? He said, you stand up. He said, and you too, and you too. And then he became very mad. That day we started calling Mr. Mad somebody. <laughs> but then and then I became a Christian, and they thought was restitution. So I had to go to this man that his hand was very wide. If that man slap you, you'll be deaf twice. I went to him and said sir I need to confess something that long ago this is what I used to call you as I was telling him I was moving back I said but now because I'm a child of God I said I want to apologize he said that is good come to my house in the evening if it was you will you go will you go That's the difference. I went. Because if I didn't go, it would come for me anyway. <laughs> so I went. Brethren, I have never... You know, brethren, don't ever assume you know what will happen. When I got there, the man and his wife, they had cooked food. I thought I was going there for something else. But there was food. That was the first time I ate food from another tribe in my country. I ate and then I said, I have to go for PrEP. We call it PrEP, if you know what I mean. When you go to class and read that, he said, don't worry, he said, I'm the one supervising PrEP for today. He said, I've marked you (laughs) present. Brethren, that was the beginning of the greatest relationship I had when I was in school because I told him the truth. Brother, your teachers, did they believe in you or not? They did. Your leaders, did they believe in you or not? They do. You know, occasionally, when I look at people, and I thank God for myself, somebody believed in me one day and said, Brother benga, prepare a sermon in the next three weeks. You'll be preaching a message. For three weeks, I wasn't well. In fact, I prayed to be sick so that I would have an excuse. But sickness did not come some of them then were professors I was 20 something I still remember the text I remember starting, I don't remember the middle I remember finishing somebody believed in me are you getting what I'm saying? somebody believed in you and recruited you to choir don't disappoint them somebody believed in you and even though you said you don't know how to lead they gave you the opportunity to lead don't disappoint them that's why I tell people believe in yourself don't tell everybody right from God to his son to his spirit to your parents to your teachers to your leaders that all of them are wrong all of them cannot be wrong in fact let me tell you your brothers at home they believed in you your sisters at home did they believe in you or not they did number six there's another group of people that believe in you that you can't afford to disappoint and that those are people that look up to you oh yes, everybody has them there are people that look up to you Apostle Paul was saying it here the challenge a lot of people have is that they never get the opportunity to express he said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 10 he said opportunity has not a reason for you to show but brethren there are opportunities everywhere you believe in your Sunday school teacher, appreciate them you believe in your astrology leader, appreciate them you believe in the one that is leading your department? Appreciate them. You believe in the one that is coordinating Sunday school? Appreciate them. You believe in the one that is coordinating men, women, children, young adults? Do what? Appreciate them. And brethren, you can never do without believing in other people. People believe in you, so they come to tell you their problems. You think they are telling you their problems because of gossip? no it's because they do what they believe in you they believe that god has something inside you that will give them a word that will solve their problems don't disappoint them and the way you would do not to disappoint them is to make sure that you are not on the same spot yourself and i tell people that uh Occasionally I go back because we've been recording our messages from when the church started. Occasionally I go back and listen to my message. And then even me, I will laugh. And I will laugh because at that time when I finished the message, people told me that the message was good. I don't even know now if some of those people will make it to heaven. Because who is lying? Is it... (laughs) praise the Lord the Bible says there will be no liars in heaven but what I'm telling you is because I myself am not the same I'm not I'm not the same that I used to be even five years ago, I'm not and I refuse to be so if I'm not, why should you remain the same but then people believe in you number seven, let me just finish because of time I like this number 7 the 7th reason why you should believe in yourself is because your testimonies are unique your testimonies are what yes oh brethren I can stand here and I'm, pray- I'm believing God that one day we just have a, a night of testimonies only is God still working yes does God still do wonders? Yes. Am I a living testimony? Yes. But let me tell you the truth. My testimonies are unique to me. So because my testimonies are unique to me, it means that God did extra to make sure that I don't have just a general testimonies, but I have specific testimonies. Testimonies. General testimonies that you are breathing air. General testimonies that uh, you have water. General testi- those are general testimonies, are they not? Everybody's breathing here, are they not? Uh-huh. But there are specific testimonies. I'll give you one or two. In the book of In the book of First Samuel, let me go to First Samuel, chapter 17. David was not at the war front but his father for some reason said he could go and check his brothers and so he gets there he sees Goliath he asks the question the first time the second time he says ah the reward is good enough I will kill Goliath and as he's saying that they took him to Saul and said "Sir, we have a boy here he looks like he wants to commit suicide and then David said, I, I want you to, to mark the words. He said, I will do what? I will go and I will fight with Goliath. Are you listening? He did not say God will push me to fight Goliath. He did not say that God will fight Goliath. He said, I will go. It is when I go that God comes with me. It's just like in the book of Exodus. The Bible says, tell the children of Israel to do what? To go forward. It was when they stepped forward that the miracle came. Likewise, when Joshua wanted to cross, the Bible says that as the priest, as they stepped in the water, that the water stopped. That tells me that God may want to do what he wants to do until you and me do what we need to do the miracle may not come I have other examples but I wait then it says and I want to read verse 34 it says but David persisted I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats notice two things there I have been taking care of my father's sheep my father believed in me He handed the sheep and the goats to me. The sheep and the goats, they also did what? They believed in me. They didn't run away. How many people have believed in him now? Two, right? He went ahead. He says, When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb, that is when trouble comes, when tribulation comes, when all those things come. He said, First of all, I remember. That there are people that believe in me. I can't fail them. And then he went for a herd and said, I go after it. Who is the one going after the animal? I. Who is the one going after the trouble? I. Who is the one trying to solve the problem? I. And then when he now finishes in verse 37, no, in verse 36 he says again, I have done this to both lions and bears. I might not have said anything before, sir. He said, but my testimony is unique. Then he ends and says, the Lord who rescued me after I went after the lion and the bear. The Lord that believed in me and kept me alive and did not allow the lion and the bear to kill me. He said, the Lord will will keep me in the hands of this Goliath. Brethren, cherish your unique testimonies. There's no testimony that is small. Are we getting it? If God is doing extra time just for you to have a testimony, then it means that he believes in you. If God is doing extra time to make sure that your prayers are answered, then it means that God believes in you. Brethren, it is time to start believing the grace of God upon your life. I will end by saying this. There is no manufacturer that does not believe in his product. And you are the handiwork of God. And if you are the handiwork of God, it means that even as a creator, God believes in you. And it means that even according to Second Corinthians five seventeen, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, it means then now you are special to God. Brethren, I told you last week that God loves partnerships. And those partnerships, it is when they work that we say we see God working. Because God Himself is not going to walk in a vacuum. God believes in you and you and you and you and you and each of you to the extent that He has done everything to make sure that you are still alive. If you don't believe in the product, why will He keep the product? You are keeping the product because you believe someday that product will still do what it's supposed to do. Are we together? Brethren, it is time for us to stand as children of God and say yes, I can do. How many things? things. How many things? things. How many things? things. I can do All all things. Through who? Christ do people see Christ no but they see me and when they see me they see the glory of God until you change your thinking to that that you make people around you feel that your God cannot do much which is not the case but then you are going to bow down your head very quickly my time is gone are going to pray for ourselves maybe you have been taught to say that you should not believe in yourself brethren that is not the case God himself believes in you God himself expects you to believe in yourself God himself expects you to do the things that show that you believe in yourself your parents believed in you your leaders believed in you your, your, everybody around you believes in you one way or the other even the government believes in you but then I want you to lift up your voice and pray maybe you need a change a reorientation of thought a reorientation of mind pray and say father in the name of Jesus let me begin to see things in a different way let me begin to see things the way heaven sees it that I will not relegate myself to the background that I will become a vessel in the hands of God I will be a vessel unto honor not a vessel unto dishonor In the name of Jesus. Father we thank you. Father we give you glory. Father we give you honor and adoration. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus mighty name. We have prayed. In Jesus mighty name. We have prayed.